The Bible reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. good. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, it's Christmas Eve today, as I'm sure you all know. I hope you've done all your Christmas shopping and everything is kind of wrapped up uh, under the Christmas tree, ready to go for tomorrow. Now, I wonder what you would like to receive for Christmas. In your mind, finish this sentence for me. All I want for Christmas is what? Well, look, let's get the obvious one out of the way first. We've all heard the song a million times by now. Together, on the count of three, all I want for Christmas is... Thank you. I feel so nice. (laughs) No, seriously, though, what do you want for Christmas? What's the one thing, one thing that you want most for Christmas? Now, if you're a kid or you're, you're a young person here, it's most likely some kind of toy, some form of entertainment that you would like to receive, uh, but if you're an adult or, you, you know, you're a bit older, you probably want something a bit more practical, something useful. See, that's how you know you've become an adult. See, when I was a kid, went to the shops like the Kmart or something, I would want to go straight to the toy section or the electronics section, but now that I'm a bit older, I don't go to those sections anymore, I go to the homeware section. I look for the kitchen appliances and, and towels. Right? Or to put it another way, you know, if, you're, if you're young or young at heart, you want something fun, something exciting, right? But if you're old like me, you want the opposite. You want something boring. You want to have an afternoon nap for Christmas. You want to have uh, peace and quiet. You want to just not have to do the dishes for the night. That's what I want for Christmas. But see, my question to you this morning goes a little deeper than that, though. When you say, all I want for Christmas is this, whatever this is, I mean, you're saying that if I have just this one thing, if I have this thing and nothing else, I don't care about anything, if I can just get this one thing, life will be good. I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied if I can just have this one thing. All I want for Christmas is this one thing. Now, what is that one thing for you? Think, think about it for a second. What is the one thing that you would like to receive that would make you happy, satisfied, 
fulfilled? Well, how you answer that question reflects a little bit of what is important to you, or perhaps what is something that you feel is lacking in your life right now. And whatever that one thing is, we'll hold on to that thought for the moment. We're going to come back to that a little bit later. But in our Bible passage today, we read about a, a man who found that one thing he wanted. He received the one thing he wanted. Let's meet him. His name is Simeon, and we meet him in verse 25. This is what it says in chapter 2, verse 25. Now, there was a man in, a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. See, the one thing that Simeon wanted was the consolation of Israel. You see, for hundreds and hundreds of years, his people, the people of Israel, had been oppressed by foreign powers, by the Assyrians, the Babylonians, uh, the Persians, the Greeks, and in, in Simeon's time, the Romans. See, and the people of Israel had suffered so much for so long. And throughout this time, God had promised that one day will come when he will bring an end to their suffering. There will be a day of healing and restoration from all their misery. And so God had sent prophet after prophet after prophet to remind them to persevere, to stay strong, because they will be comforted soon. And so year after year, prophet after prophet spoke of the coming of the Lord's Messiah, a king who would come and bring consolation to the people of Israel. And this was what Simeon had been waiting for. This was what every person in Israel had been waiting for. The hopes and the dreams of all those years, of all those people stacked one on top of another, year after year, aching, yearning, hoping. Now, traditionally, uh, the month of December in leading up to Christmas is called a season of Advent. Uh, you may not be familiar with that word, Advent, except maybe having heard it used in the Advent calendar. Uh, the word just means arrival or the coming, and it's a time as we eagerly await and long for the coming of this Messiah. Now, I've never owned an Advent calendar. It's not something that was part of my family as we grew up. But after preparing this sermon, I really want to get one now, maybe for next year. Now, a typical Advent calendar, if you haven't seen one before, is, uh, has 24 boxes. And the idea is that uh, each day uh, you open one box in the lead up to Christmas. All right, starting from the 1st of December, each day you open one box, one packet, and inside would be a little Bible verse, uh, maybe a little treat, a chocolate or a toy of some sort. Uh, but the little Bible verse each day is... a prophecy about this coming Messiah, a little excerpt about the Christmas story. And so as you count down the days to Christmas, there's this sense of anticipation, this building up of each day until you hit the 25th of December. Now that sense of anticipation of, of opening a new box each day and, and building up towards Christmas Day, that's a little taste of the sense of longing and waiting that Simeon had waiting for the day when God would come and comfort and rescue his people. But for Simon, his Advent calendar was not just 24 days. It was years and decades and centuries of waiting. But then one day, the Spirit of God told Simeon that his time of waiting 
is coming to an end. Simeon would finally see the consolation of Israel in his lifetime. He would not pass away until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And so one fateful morning, the Holy Spirit comes and moves Simeon to go into the temple courts. And there he sees a newborn baby, the baby Jesus. And we read in verse 28, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So we all love babies, don't we? We all love looking at babies and playing with them. We've had a few babies in our church recently, and we all love kind of huddling around the parents and the pram. And of course, babies, they're, they're so cute. They've got this big head. They've got rolls of fat. Uh, they're just, just cute, and we love them. But see, when baby picks up this, this baby and he looks at this baby Jesus, he sees much more than just drool and, and chubby fats. He says, this is it. This baby is it. This is what I've been waiting for all these years. All the hopes and dreams of all those years are met in this child. He is the arrival, the advent of the Lord's Messiah, of the King. But he also says that this baby is not only for the benefit of Israel, it's not only for the consolation of Israel. Notice in verse 32, he says that this baby is also a light for revelation to the Gentiles. And Gentiles is how the Jewish people refer to the rest of the world who are not Jewish. Right? That, that is most of us here, if not all of us, are Gentiles. And Jesus comes uh, not only to be the consolation of Israel, but also for the Gentiles, for all mankind. Jesus comes to put an end to everything that is wrong with this world. All the sin and the brokenness, the hatred, the selfishness. And he comes to heal the brokenhearted, to revive those who have been crushed, to lift up those who have lost hope. And as Simeon is holding his baby in his arms, he doesn't quite know how this little baby would do all of those things. He only saw a little tip of the iceberg. He only saw the Messiah in, the ba in its baby form. But that was enough for him. Now, like many kids, my son, uh, who's 11 years old, my, my, my son loves Lego. His his room is just filled to the brim with Lego in his drawers, uh, on his uh, shelves, under his bed. It's all full of Lego. So much so that he doesn't have any space in his room for, for any more Lego. But still, every year, he asks if he can have more Lego. And we've had to tell him, look, no more Lego in the house. We've got no space, no more room for Lego. Last Christmas, however, someone gave him Lego. We didn't get him Lego, but someone else gave it to him. Now, it was a box of Lego that he really wanted. Right, and it, he, the person that gave it to him didn't even wrap it. It was just in a gift bag. And so he could see exactly what set of Lego it was. And so it came home to our house, but it had to sit under the Christmas tree. He could not open it because it wasn't Christmas yet. And so that box sat there. And day after day after day, my son would go and look at the box. <laughs> just look at it. Right? And it gave him such a joy just to look at a box. He hadn't opened it. He hasn't started building. He's not playing with it. But just looking at a cardboard box gave him such joy because he knew what was to come. 
See, and when Simeon's looking at this baby, it's like my son looking at a box. This is not the real thing yet. It's just a baby. He hasn't done anything. At this stage, the baby is just a, a bundle of drool and, and pooey nappies. That's all he is. But Simeon is filled with joy because he knows what is to come. This baby is going to grow up and he's going to become the saviour of the world. See, just seeing this baby was enough for Simeon. He says he is ready to die in peace having seen this baby. This is everything. This is everything he had ever wanted in life. He is completely satisfied. Very few people has ever lived with that kind of peace. I doubt you have that kind of peace opening presents on Christmas Day. But do you know why we don't have that kind of peace and satisfaction? It's because we spend so much of our lives chasing after things that only gives us temporary satisfaction. See, we want, you know, a new phone, a new car, a better job, a bigger paycheck, a happy family. And these are all good things. Nothing wrong with them in and of themselves. But none of them gives us lasting satisfaction. They satisfy us for a bit. They make us happy for a bit. Maybe for a while. But not forever. And that's why we're always looking for the next upgrade, for the next milestone, for the next achievement. No matter how much you convince yourself, friends, none of these things will give you the kind of contentment and satisfaction that Simeon had. So because there is only one thing, only one person that you can place all your hopes and dreams in. Only one person that can meet all of those desires, and that is Jesus. Now you might think, well, that sounds great. And I hope you do. I hope you do think that Jesus sounds great. But there is a twist in the story. So look at the last thing that Simeon says in verse 34. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the, rise, the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So you never find these words printed on a Christmas card, do you? Jesus' birth is not all good news. Simeon sees something else in his future. See, Jesus is going to cause the rising and the falling of many. He's going to divide people, and people, he will become a sign that people will speak out against. Why is that? If Jesus is the saviour of the world, why would people want to oppose him? Why would they want to speak out against him? Well, the answer, Simeon says, is that because the thoughts of the heart of many will be revealed. See, what he's saying is that how you respond to Jesus will expose what is on your heart. Because you see, what Jesus is offering, it is indeed a good thing. It is a satisfying thing. But it is not necessarily an easy thing. So you've got to remember that, Jesus, uh, that Christmas is just the beginning of the story. But where does this story that begins with Christmas, where does it end? It ends with Easter. See, this baby is destined to suffer and to die. And his death on the cross casts a long shadow over the manger where Jesus laid. See, that is how Jesus is going to save the world. He's going to come and he will suffer and he will die. And while everyone likes Christmas, not everyone likes Easter. 
See, during the month of December, and especially over the next few days, many of us will be attending various Christmas parties, won't we? Uh, with work colleagues, with uh, family, with friends. And you can guarantee that at each of these parties, there'll be lots of food. Food, so much food that we can never finish it. There'll be ham and turkey and barbecues and prawns and potato bacon, pavlovas and Christmas pudding and uh, gingerbread. We're going to put on so much weight, you know, at, at these Christmas feasts. And at the end of all of that, the one thing that we're all going to need is a lot of exercise. We're going to, all going to need a gym membership. That's the perfect Christmas gift, I tell you. And I know some of you here love going to the gym. But personally, I hate the gym. Don't get me a gym membership for Christmas. I hate the gym. It is the one Christmas gift I need, but it's the one gift I don't want. Now, see, Jesus is the Christmas gift that we all need but it might not be the one that you want. See, what does Jesus reveal about the thoughts of your heart, about the things that you want? You might want what Jesus offers, but are you prepared to receive the whole package that he has to give? To receive the Jesus of Christmas is to also receive the Jesus of Easter. The path that he walks to the cross is the path for us to follow for those of us who want Jesus. So let me ask you this morning, what are you going to do about Jesus this Easter, uh, this Christmas? And I suspect there are some in this room for whom life is pretty tough at the moment. Now Christmas can be a particularly difficult time for many people due to loneliness, due to financial stress, you might have health problems, you might be grieving the loss of loved ones, you might be having anxiety about the new year. For others, you may be feeling frustrated with your life, just you're not where you wish, where you hope life would be right now. You know, whether it be your work or your marriage or other relationships, things are just not working out. And you're frustrated, you're disappointed with all the failures and, and how things just haven't worked out. And maybe God's message to you this morning is this, that he is filling you with the longings and with desires that cannot find their satisfaction in what this world has to offer. Maybe God is deliberately but lovingly frustrating you with life that is not centered on Christ. And he's trying to open your eyes to see his gift, Jesus, the consolation of Israel and the world. So are you ready to receive Jesus this morning? Now, in the last few weeks, we've all done many things to prepare for Christmas. You may have put up Christmas decorations at home. You might have brought presents and and gift-wrapped them. You've probably written many Christmas cards. For those of you who are hosting a Christmas lunch or dinner, I'm sure you've been doing lots of extra preparation, obviously preparing a feast for your guests. Uh, But you've also probably cleaning your house. So anytime people come over to our place, my wife goes into this super cleaning mode. She's like this machine that just goes buzzing everywhere. She's tidying the room, she's cleaning the toilets, she's vacuuming the floor, and of course we've got to help out. But uh, you know, it's a flurry of activity because we want to give the best to our visitors who are coming over. Now that's all good and well, isn't it? But let me tell you, when it, when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to receiving Jesus as a guest into your life, that is the opposite of how you prepare to receive him. 
See, when you invite Jesus to come into your life, you don't have to fix up your life. You don't have to clean up your acts. You don't have to fix up your bad habits first. You don't have to put on your best behavior. Jesus wants you just as you are. Let him see all the messiness of your life, all the brokenness. Cry out to him with all your frustrations, with all your disappointments. See, to receive Jesus is to open your life to him, all of your life. Not just the good bits, not just to show Jesus the good, presentable bits of your life. Present him all of yourself. And to say, Jesus, come, this, this is who I am. Will you have me? Will you come into my home and my life? And if you've never received Jesus into your life, well, today would be a good day to do that. I would love to talk to you afterwards. If you want to receive Jesus, if you want to have Jesus as part of your life. But if you're one of those people who have already received Jesus, then let me ask you this. Does living with Jesus still bring you great joy and deep satisfaction? So even for me as a pastor, it's, it's easy sometimes to forget, to not have that sense of joy, to be overwhelmed just by the stresses and the anxieties of life, and to kind of lo just lose sight of the joy and the satisfaction that Jesus brings. And we need people like Simeon who can remind us and to get us back on track. See, Simeon waited his whole life for this Jesus, and he was so happy just to have found baby Jesus. He only saw the box. He only saw a little glimpse of what Jesus is going to do. We have not just the box. We've opened the box. We've seen all that is Jesus, how he will grow up, how he will teach the crowds, he will feed the hungry, he will heal the sick, and he will die on the cross and rise again. We've seen all of these things. We have so much more reason to rejoice and to celebrate this Christmas. And so I hope that you indeed have a very Merry Christmas in the fullest sense of the word, in the way that Simeon was merry, full of joy and satisfaction, having found peace with life because he had the one thing that he wanted most of all. And so I hope you can say together with Simeon that all you want for Christmas is Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for this season of joy and celebration, time with family and friends, time of feasting and laughter. And we thank you for all these good things that you give us. But we, Father, we also recognize we all have deep desires, disappointments, things that we would like to see in our lives. Some big things, some small things. And we recognize this Christmas that nothing in this world can satisfy those fully and completely. We thank you for your son Jesus who comes to give us consolation, gives us light, gives us hope. Help us to see the great present that he is and that we might put our trust in him to have him in our lives. Pray that this Christmas might be merry because of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.